You are listening to The New Prisoners. A copy of each week's monologue and source list are available on our Minds page and Substack. Check out our video content on BitChute, Odyssey, and Rumble. For audio versions, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many others. Make sure to like and subscribe wherever you find us. Join the conversation by leaving your comments where you can. Or you can follow The New Prisoners and The New Prisoner Number 6 on Instagram. You can also follow The New Prisoner Number 6 on Gab or under at New Prisoner and the number 6 on Twitter. If you would like to be a guest, please email The New Prisoner Number 6 at protonmail.com. Provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. Now let's get on with the show. What we are witnessing around the world right now, but particularly in Ukraine, is the banality of Build Back Better, formerly known by some as Civil Society 2.0. This is a process of capture and control excused as the greater good, but carried out by the tactics of deception and pure evil. The proponents of Build Back Better will appropriate your symbols, your flag, your culture, and your movies. They will appropriate all of your industries, in the case of Ukraine, the energy industry, and then they capture your military, your police, and your body. They claim it all. They say it's for you, but it's really for themselves but you are going to pay for it. Some of you with blood. Build Back Better is just a change of ownership from us, the people, to people in groups like the World Economic Forum and its Legion of Doom cartoon villains and its past, present, and future membership. They must be opposed. I ask all of you listening, who owns your country? Why don't we tell them that it's us who do? Just speak up. If you were bothered by being stomped on by the cavalry meant to come for your aid, they need to know that they've done wrong. Don't threaten. You don't even need to name call. Just let them know it's unacceptable to be treated like this. That it's unacceptable for them to march us into yet another conflict or war that we don't want. It's not a left or a right thing, really. Certainly not a race one either. Those are distractions. It's about control. From the sovereignty over our country and down to our bodies now. There's nothing left for them to take but our consciousness. And that they can warp. That with control of our media, our institutions, and the corruption of family, and gender, faith. Once they seize that, they have everything they can take, even beyond your mortal life. That's why they have to blitzkrieg, or blitz us with their moves to capture what is ours. They have to lull us into comfort, make us think that they were protecting us or doing good and use our emotions to gain our consent 
with a false sense of urgency. The use of emotion is the barbecue sauce of social engineering. You put it on the right shit, it's good. But a great sauce can make a lot of shit that wasn't so good tolerable. And that's how they get so many people on board. After that, nobody pays attention to what's happening because the media these people pay attention to gatekeeps them out of knowing. What the fuck did G.I. Joe used to say at the end of every episode? Knowing is half the battle. Knowing is fucking important. Knowing turns a soldier willing to murder you into your best fucking friend. Have we learned nothing from Captain America 2 for fuck's sake? Speaking of those stories, we are at war with an entity like Cobra or Hydra, like Glenn Beck called it during Ukraine Gate. Our enemy knows that social norms are arbitrary and that even faith can be. The leaders of the WEF and other corporatists have corrupted our pop culture. They are in our churches. They are also trying to co-opt control over your body and mind. It's time to reclaim all of them. Save yourself and everyone that you can by getting them away from corporatist media. The media that is now investigating the people instead of governments and companies because they are on the side of these governments and companies because they are owned by them. The conspiracy is real. It's proven. And now we all have to stop it. Ukraine was a safe house for the Democratic Party and the deep state. It's where they laundered their money, used their influence to enrich themselves, and worked with people like Balazhovic Kolomoisky, who has previously been banned from the United States for cutting people's heads off with chainsaws. The mainstream media and social media are what kept this all possible by hiding it from the people. We couldn't be more upside down morally, but this is what you can expect from the corporatists. The opposite to happen from what they tell you because they are corrupt, lying scum, and they need to be stripped of their power and never given it again. We cannot allow ourselves to be captured by a group of people who have no moral compass and are driven by nihilistic self-interest. Truth matters not to them, and neither does good. All that matters is victory for them. We have to oppose them everywhere they exist. We can't have moral arguments with people with no morals. We can't be used to sacrifice for people that only sacrifice others. In plenty of different ways, but sometimes for Moloch. This is similar to the mistake of trusting the neocons who use positive liberty for failed regime change wars. Wars of aggressive force like this perpetuate violence that creates ripples that cannot be contained or directed and we will all suffer for it. It's not a sacrifice for good. It's forced, if not engineered, suffering to benefit the status quo that cannot be bothered to be interrupted while they enrich themselves with wealth and power. We at the New Prisoners and our listeners are the unmutual. 
Those that desire to control our bodies are not our representatives. We have a sovereignty granted to us from someone they may not know. Hands off our property, our bank account, and don't you dare ask us to pay for or participate in wars of aggression that stand to benefit those that caused them. When things stop making sense, when aggression becomes defense, when truth is misinformation, when liberty is fascism, when the shape-shifting starts, keep your eyes trained. It's the first thing I look for. The logical holes. The proof they left out. The punchline that delivers no real meaning. Fluff. Verbal garbage. Be skeptical. Especially of us here at The New Prisoners. Watch things. Read things. Listen to things we put on our source list. But also, dig deeper on your own. But we ask you to report back, drop comments, links to sources, and give us your thoughts. If you don't have a BitChute account, please start one. It's free and it's where our largest audience is. I ask all of you listening to subscribe and join in the conversation there, where we are welcome to organize. We're running out of places to build an organic following anywhere without paying monsters like Google and Meta for advertising. We are a two-man crew against Hydra, and you all have jumped on this ride to freedom with us at some point. Let's all get together and start a real party, a real tribe, a Big Ten for all of you who oppose the corporatist scums in a place we are welcome far away from Wall Street, billionaire megalomaniacs, and government. Let's use what connections we have and exploit them while we have time. Imagine if we had an infrastructure to turn to where we could just ignore the federal government and the Fed and the likes of the World Economic Forum. That's what Gab is trying to do. And that's why we're on it. That's why we are on mines too. But so far, BitChute gives us the most love, so let's build on that. Because it's been time to do so. But we're doing it now. It's times like these where we get to prove to the world that peace through liberty is possible. Let's show them all that truth and rebuild our world in an image closer to the people, not the masters of war. Okay. I'm number six, and this is the New Prisoners, and I'm here with John Henry. And uh, this week is going to be a special episode because I have John Henry in studio with me. So this is going to be a fun one because not only did John Henry get to be on an airplane when fucking World War III uh, <laughs> pops off, but then also uh, we have some mad crazy shit to talk about whenever it comes to the COVID narrative falling apart uh, with things falling apart over in Ukraine and all of the connections between the two. So, uh, John Henry, you want to say hi to the people? Oh, today? we got a lot going on right now. We got a lot. We have nuclear threats. We have the PM in Ukraine talking about fighting for the uh, new world order. 
Uh, and we also have a live studio audience this evening, so even more exciting. So uh, welcome yes, back, we everybody. <laughs> All right. But uh, I wanted to start off this week. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we need to. Do we do we want to do a free for all and just talk about some other random things? Let's go. Just wanna, okay. Let's get it. All right. So let me think. What else happened this week in my brain besides <laughs> the world falling apart in front of our very eyes? Oh, Justin Trudeau, that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he just before he goes out in front of the world and tries to shame Vladimir Putin as to being some sort of evil dictator, he himself had to drop his evil dictator shit that he was doing. Well, first, not completely, not completely. No, and yes. that's, what's interesting, right? So they, uh, they back up on the emergency use order, but that's only the use order as far as the force. So they still have the ability to shut down and freeze people's fucking bank accounts, oh. which is absolutely insane. So I love that, you know, all holier than now stands on his fucking pulpit of Supreme Dictator of Canada, uh, really preventing people from paying their bills or feeding their family or heating their homes in the dead of fucking winter in Canada before he wants to talk about how awful Putin is. I mean, the, the, the hypocrisy is unfucking believable. Like, to me, it's no difference between him and Joy Behar, that fucking swine coming on and talking about the, the, the absolutely horrific things that are happening to the people of Ukraine and then comparing that to her fucking Italy vacation. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't understand at what point do we finally just stop feeding on this fucking garbage? Like, and, and I mean, for her, for them to talk about a humanitarian crisis. And then roll into, yeah, and the other thing is, I mean, I haven't been able to go to, you know, Europe on a vacation uh, because of COVID. And, and now I don't even know if I'm going to get there. Like, I, I mean, is all of their credibility gone at this point? Not that they had much fucking left, but um, when, do, when do the American people or anybody look at that and go, this is fucking pure insanity, how disconnected these people are. Like, I, I mean, to compare bombings of civilians in Ukraine and orphanages and hospitals to how her elitist fat fucking ass can't go on vacation to Italy. It's revolting. I mean, if that's not enough to know that your fucking TV poisons your fucking brain, I just genuinely don't know what is. I mean, to me, that's, that is so representative of the world today and where people in Hollywood and in the media really see themselves versus the rest of us normal people are, are, are lesser than fucking scumbag companions here in the world um, that, you know, we, we just don't really get how fucking hard it is for them and really how tumultuous it is for them to have to go through that and not being able to go get their fucking villa in Italy. Fuck you, J Joy Behar, you piece of shit. I mean, between that and Whoopi Goldberg, I mean, in, in the Jews comments about how the, the Holocaust wasn't about race. I mean, when do we just fucking stop already? Like you look at people getting canceled for the most minor things or insinuations where their whole careers are fucking destroyed. And these fuckers just say it like they're not even shy about it. They just say it and everybody just eats it up. It's, it's just disgusting. man. I think I have a theory as to why the whole uh, Whoopi Goldberg thing may have happened like that way. Uh, there, there's an interesting timing issue with a lot of this race stuff uh, that we'll get into a little bit later. But you touched upon something, John Henry, that has been going through my mind pretty much all week. And it's how do we get people away from the poisoned well? And when I talk about the poisoned well, I mean the mainstream media. Like, how do we get people away from the water that poisons them? And they keep going back to it. And it's, it's instinctual because you're driven to, to search for water. You're driven to take in water. That's the way I look at information these days. Like, we're all driven 
to find this information somewhere. And most of the people out there, the people that we know and, and love, actually, those people, the same people turn on their television every single day and they're poisoned by it. And it's hard to keep them well, away it's, it's from dependency. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same way that we need water and food to survive. Mm -hmm. People have become so dependent on media and social media that they need it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you have people that weigh 400 fucking pounds and that need what they do is they go to McDonald's and they go to Taco Bell. Right. Because that's convenience is wow. really what it is. You know, do I want to go to Whole Foods? Do I want to buy nutritious food? Do I want to prepare my own meals myself? Or do I want to go buy a fucking taco, you know, a, a Chalupa fucking grande? Right. Or, you know, or Doritos taco and, and a giant Baja blast and, and to only fucking make my diabetes worse or my cholesterol higher, or my blood pressure even worse. So when you look at it, it's really a matter of convenience. And in general, people are fucking lazy. You know, one of my favorite quotes in the world is the easiest thing to do is nothing. It's a hell of a lot easier to consume fucking garbage than it is to do the right thing. And that's what people do as consumers. We need to consume. We're dependent on that. Right. But the, the, it, are we consuming the right things? And the answer is no. But when you look at it, imagine if let's say that the closest Whole Foods is 250 miles away from where you live. And every half of a mile, there's a McDonald's, a Arby's, a Wendy's, a Taco Bell. Right. Like, are you going to drive 250 miles to Whole Foods or are you going to go, fuck it? I'll just, I'll try to not eat as much when I go to Wendy's or McDonald's or Taco Bell. No, what you're going to do is you're going to fucking consume. And, and it's just really, you know, when you look at the whole entire stage of what media is right now, that's, that's really what it is. I mean, that's the comparison is think about what people have to do to really find, you know, mentally nutritious information. Well, it's fucking hard, right? That's why it's it's fringe information and and people want to call everything a fucking conspiracy. And that's really what it comes down to. So it's it's hard because can I fault people for that? Like, can I fault the people that don't make a lot of money and it's cheaper to go to McDonald's and it's just easier? It's hard to, right? Because the other piece of it is lack of education. Do they really understand how bad that is for them? And to me, the, the populace in general, they don't really understand how bad it is for them because what is that to compare it to? They, they don't have anything to compare it to, right? It's a, your next door neighbor is not a fucking fitness trainer that's ripped with a six pack and, you know, eats nothing but chicken and broccoli every fucking day. No, the people next door are fucking fat pigs too. No disrespect to fat pigs. Um, we love you too. Yeah, we unless we're talking too. about Joy Behar or Whoopi Goldberg. Fuck you, fat pigs. Yeah, fuck um, you. But really, that's kind of what it comes down to is, you know, how hard is it for people to actually go and get the things that would be good for them? And, you know, right now, uh, with the suppression of free speech and when you look at the manipulation of posts on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, like it, it's it's so much harder for people to actually know what the hell's going on. And the sad part is the indoctrination so severe that even when it's in front of their face. It's like, yeah, that's, you know, it's probably not true. I mean, we've seen that this week, the CDC, the WHO, they just, they just took away the mask mandate from Congress because old fucking pudding brains coming out and doing his state of a union address tomorrow, which I can only fucking imagine how, how amazing that's going to be. And he's really going to just fucking exude strength as a leader. We might have to cover a little bit of that. Next oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. We might have to pop in and do what an extra fucking episode <laughs> this week, uh, because I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you, you, again, you can't really fault people for it. Um, what we can do is, as we always talk about, is really just try to share that, the nutritious information with the people, you know, cause it's, they don't get any type of exposure to that for sure. So, well, that is the, um, that is the Christian thing to do, right? Like to give them that redemption. And, and that, that's been going through my head a lot, a lot recently, because 
the, the people around you, the people that you know and love that are poisoned by this shit on their television, um, you cannot go after them for that necessarily. Like there are people that take it a little bit too. There are the true believers and people like that that really take it to heart. And well, you, you don't know what you don't people. know. Yeah. And that rings true today. Yeah, it's ignorance. And, and and the thing is, like, there's a lot of people that I know that have been tossing the S word around and calling people stupid or whatever. And they could do that. And it, it could be it, it could be cathartic to call people names. We call people names on the show all the time. Yeah, if you watch The View, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, there is that. <laughs> so but in that instance, like if you're if you're in a place where it's been made inconvenient for you uh, to receive media from other people, like there is a cult like aspect of this and the control of people's knowledge because the people that are locked into uh this cycle where they have to go to cnn for news um their family reinforces that i mean it's something that's on it's not the same as it used to be um back when everybody would gather around a television and they would have one fucking television but now that everybody has a television in every room because they're made by chinese slaves whole other episode there uh i think we well we covered that one a little bit right Fuck you, John Kerry, you piece of shit. Yeah, if you're buying solar panels from John Kerry's company, they're made by slaves. Just just to let you know. How about, okay. Yeah. So this is obviously our free for all. Yeah. It genuinely, fuck you, John Kerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For him to come out and make statements. Decades about, worth of fuck you to John yeah, Kerry. His concern about what's happening in Ukraine is we're losing focus <laughs> on climate change. Of course. Are you fucking kidding me? Losing focus on making him money. People were being murdered in the fucking streets. And his concern is we're not, hey, guys, look, we really probably shouldn't be super concerned with what's going on over there. Can we just talk about solar panels that are mass produced in China? Like, can we just really focus on the main thing? Because, you know, Al Gore was right and Florida is completely submerged in water and California has now broken off of the coast of the United States and is doing the same thing, which I wouldn't mind for most parts of California. Um, but that's like, it. <laughs> but John Kerry probably knows something, doesn't he? I mean, isn't he like the old skull and bones crew of all of this? Uh, wouldn't somebody have told him by now, like, hey, this shit that's going on between Russia and Ukraine, don't even bother fucking paying attention to it. It's just another reset. It's another part of the reset. Well, part here's of the, the greater other big reset. part of the conversation this week mm-hmm. is what really is even happening? Oh, yeah. And what, how are we to know? What really is happening? How over are there? we to even know? Can we trust the AP and Reuters? So you have the <laughs> the 14 soldiers on Snake Island yes. that tell the Russian ship, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and they say that they wipe these guys off the face of the earth. They're all heroes for taking a stand. And now we find out, no, they're all fine. Yeah, like they're they said, all cool. go fuck yourself. And then the Russian ship just kept driving. They're eating MREs with the ghost of Kiev. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we hear the, the, the ghost of Kiev, right? Then we find out that the footage of it is from a fucking video game. It's absolute insanity. Dem's video games are really impressive it's these days. It's fucking crazy. So, you, you all didn't grow up with Pong and shit like you know, they did, They're right? using footage again from the big shoot of shooting, all the rednecks shooting Tannerite in fucking Kentucky. What's it, they used that before, right, in Syria. And those are our people. Yeah. We like you guys. <laughs> we like you guys. We can't pretend that that's happening somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So at this point... When you look at what we're like, what the fuck is actually happening there? Now, here's one thing I can tell you. I know 100% fact that shit's going down there because one of my friends, his fiance is Ukrainian and her parents live 20 minutes away from Chernobyl. So they've, they're there. So his future father-in-law is pissed because he's an older guy and they were distributing weapons to all the citizens, but they won't give him a gun because he's over 45 years old. 
So they'll only give firearms, which they're handing them out. And that's why, you know, Russia, again, allegedly, they haven't even taken a major city yet. They haven't taken a stronghold yet, mostly because the citizens are also fighting back. 45 is their cutoff? So they won't give him a gun, but they recommended for him to make Molotov cocktails. Okay. All right. Well, he's got a job. He's got a job. Every single day I ask him, how are the parents doing? Every single day I make it a point. And that's what he told me this morning, is he said that right now he's pissed because they won't give him a gun. Uh, Because you'll be shocked by this, everybody, but there's some relatively restrictive gun laws in Ukraine. And you can't just have guns there. (laughs) So, shocker, which, mind you, you know, watching the government hand out firearms uh, is by far the best case for the Second Amendment that I've ever seen in my life. Like, like there's nothing even close to that. And that's the whole point behind that that ideology, right? And, And you look at the... It's ironic because the people that fight against the Second Amendment are all the ones cheering on Ukraine, right? Now, that whole thing is really interesting, too, because when you look at the people that are, and that's why, you know, to me, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in the situation? Because you look at everybody that is pro-Ukraine right now, and one of them specifically sticks out to me, and that would be Mr. Fucking Evil himself, George Soros. Now, we understand the ties, right? So you have, just speaking of John Kerry, that piece of shit. So John Kerry, um, you have Pelosi, you have Biden, you have Mitt Romney. All of their kids sit on big oil and power boards in Ukraine. We know the relationships with Ukraine with Hunter Biden and his relationship with Burisma. You look at all the money that he got from political figures in Ukraine, and you look at that percentage going to the big guy. You know, CPAC. I just watched CPAC, and that's one of the things um, that Don Jr. talked about. Was he was talking about, yeah, and then giving that percentage to the big guy. Uh, Hunter's laptop. I mean, we understand that relationship there. So I got to tell you, you know, for me, immediately I'd go, wow, this is fucking terrible. And please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. This to happen to any people anywhere in the world is absolutely horrific. But when you look at ideology or what's the point or the motivating factor, you know, when I see who's really pro-Ukraine, that's fucking concerning to me. Because the people that are pro-Ukraine are not pro-U.S. Constitution. They're not pro-freedom. They're not pro-capitalism. So, you know, that's one of the things for I'm going back and forth on a daily basis watching this thing unfold. And I don't really know what's what. And, you know, again, the people that are for, it's pretty fucking scary. Fuck you, Dan Crenshaw. I saw your comments, too. Piece of shit. Oh, yeah. He he chimed in there this week, didn't he? I, I saw that he got a lot of shit for it, too. So, and it's deserved. Good. Yeah. But, um, so, the other things that happened this week that were insane. Jeez. We have um, everything that's been going on in Canada uh, with the truckers. Which I think a lot of this, you, you mentioned before, the seizing of people's bank accounts and things staying in place there. Um, I heard that one of the blah, blah, blah ministers of Canada, a part of Canada, insert there, um, was saying that he wanted to confiscate all of the trucks. Yeah, and sell them. And sell mm-hmm. them, yeah. And that just reminded me of the civil asset forfeiture uh, that the government does in the drug war. And how they're basically <laughs> the drug war. Yeah. So basically, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, what a losing the, fucking war. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's their game, isn't it? And, mm-hmm. and it just when you mentioned that it's all of these uh, rich, connected uh, sons and daughters of politicians that have been able to go over to Ukraine and rape its people of their tax dollars and their natural resources and put them in this position. Ultimately, get it. 
Oh, he silenced it. <sighs> I thought he was going to sneeze hard. Folks. I got a sneeze floating around here. Folks. Ooh, all right. But um, the way that they're just able to skate away now with of the money course. and everyone's just going to look at it and say, oh, that's just a coincidence. That it was Nancy Pelosi's son over there. Well, or if it was John well, Kerry's okay. Well, how kid. about the 1.9 million that we sent over to fund the bio labs in Ukraine? Well, let's talk about that a little bit. It's good that you mentioned that because I had to look into that shit this week. And um, I think I have that right here uh, on this week's source list. I have included Seymour uh, Rocks, uh, which is um, the title is The Secret U.S. Biolabs in Ukraine from March 28th, 2021. So a long time, a long a year time ago. before these little rumors started about. Uh-huh. Uh, so we have this uh, actually uh article from the Ukrainians asked themselves what biolabs supervised by the U.S. Department of Defense might be doing in Ukraine uh, from Victoria Vank. And this is published April 2020. Uh, so that's, oh, that's really huh? scary. Yes. Uh, so now it goes on to say a statement of diplomats came after an open letter from people's deputies about the threats posed by these research centers to Ukrainians. However, the Americans deny the threats and say that scientific work is being carried out for exclusively peaceful purposes. <laughs> Hold on. We, we deny it just like we denied the funding for the NAIAD, just like we uh, denied the funding for the NIH. Yeah, we, we definitely had nothing to do with any type of funding for any type of bio labs anywhere. Wait a minute. Was there anything that said otherwise on that? Oh, the punchline that I was getting to, which I don't think was meant to be a punchline here, but I think it's fucking hilarious this week, folks. Folks, it says, and talk of threats is written off as Russian disinformation. <laughs> so you got right to it. You knew the direction that this was headed it's already, John Henry. Those damn you Russians. You knew it was there. Every but time. But it was actually, it was already there. It's unbelievable. And then like, we can get, we can dive deep into this article. It's a thick fucking article. It goes on and there is links and there are documents in fucking russian that i can't read so uh god bless any of you out there that could help us out here at the new prisoners if you can translate any of this shit easily for us to try and verify some of this for us because I'm, I'm i'm not going to go out and fully on say documents don't matter well, well yeah I know that. even I when we had all the documents about Fauci funding the labs in wuhan those don't matter people don't care they're going to matter after we have a Nuremberg trial and it's decided that his punishment is that we're going to roll each and every page up and stick it in his peel. <laughs> I can only hope so. Yes. And that's something so. I think he deserves. I mean, I agree. I, yeah. I mean, if, if he was behind yeah, any of it's, this. It's death by a thousand cuts, paper cuts with all the documents oh. on some of that heavy fucking good paper. That You know, that good paper. Yes. Mm-hmm. That the kind of stock paper. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he gets served for court. Mm. Nice. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. It's always allegedly. But, but, <laughs> um, but it says it's somewhere in the article here. The topic of U.S. biological laboratories in Ukraine is not new. And uh, there's a person, Kuzman, that's referenced here, has been conducting it directly for a number of years. Um, it's known that the Geneva Convention of 1972 prohibits the production of bacteriological weapons. Hey, that's, listen, it's like the constitution. Those are outdated documents (laughs) that they weren't made for current times. We all know it is fully necessary to work on bioterror 
<laughs> viruses and diseases. Yeah. Come on. Let's, All that hey, stuff. No, come on. What's don't, a little playing God? You're being a prude. <laughs> yes, Stop. absolutely. Look, that's old shit. We don't worry about that stuff. Really no big deal at all. And I mean, you know, one of the things that I've seen, and again, like it's hard to fucking filter what's real or not, but mm-hmm. I've also seen a bombing overlay that shows that allegedly Russia has blown up these fucking bio labs. Now I'll tell you this. I sure as fuck saw the video of them burning all the documents outside of that. That map is in here. It doesn't include the bombing pattern, of course, because mm-hmm. that would be even more scary judging from the dates. But um, as you go down here, it actually does lay out that very map. Now, if they are bombing in these places, here's a fucking map that was published a few years ago of where these places were supposedly at. Now, I say supposedly still because going back to that point, how the fuck do we verify any of this? We are, we are being led by monsters in our media. Yes. There is no trustable source that, that is uh, over there. I don't know. Brian Stelter is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, will give, I will give props to Josh Sigurd, uh, Sigurdsson. That's fucking hard to say sometimes, too. Um, of uh, World Alternative Media, Wham. Um, that motherfucker goes everywhere. And he he does the shit that Tim Pool and Luke Rodkowski used to do a lot and gets into the thick of things. And uh, also got a shout out to Elijah Schaefer, too, because, yeah, if you're out there and Andy, no, if any any of you journalists out there that are out taking punches from Antifa, we fucking love you. You're doing you're doing the Lord's work by giving us information so we can destroy these fuckers ultimately. So, yes, prop mad props to anybody. But, yeah, if you're going over there, Josh Sigurdsson, I want to I want to listen to your shit. I want to see your videos. But yeah, that's that's the map there, John Henry. But also, um, it, it does go on to uh, reveal the same documents that you had sent me on Instagram. So that's a little bit of verification there, too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that these documents are 100% real. It doesn't mean that, uh, the, that the bombings of the sites in the Ukraine and everything is, is why this is happening. But there is some background to some of this. But you have to question it, right? And, and that's really to. what's so important is you look at, and again, I, I am not pro-Russia and I am not pro-Putin. But Russia's the only significantly sized country that has no central bank. They, they don't fuck with the Rothschilds. Oh, and wait till they game. get banned off the SWIFT payment system and Which launch their right own now. digital currency. Yeah. And they're accompanied by their own social credit system. Because why the fuck would you have a digital currency without a social credit well, system? You have to control. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like it goes without saying. Um, and I'm sure there's some documents back in the past that said that's probably not a good idea. Not concerned with that at all. No big deal. So, I mean, that's really where, to me, the big question mark is right now. I was like, what the fuck is actually going on? Uh, and, and it's interesting. And, and what is what is shit pants going to say tomorrow, you know, about this? Because he comes out and talks about the sanctions. And here's what's fucking ironic. OK, all you people that are posting videos of dumping Russian vodka in a sink, get a fucking life already. OK, I, I get it. That's your way to fucking take a stand. Good on you. Wow, you're powerful. I'm sure you're the ones that posted the black fucking squares on Instagram, too. Right. But never really did shit to support African-American communities. You just fucking talk shit. But keep in mind that we're still buying massive amounts of fucking oil from Russia. Now, what's amazing is Jen Psaki puppet comes out and says that we really need to scale back, you know, funding Canada's war fucking crimes by buying oil. But that being said, we just need to figure out how to use less oil. Oh, that's not going down the fucking environmentalist Green New Deal road or anything now, is it? Right. So we, we're, we're still going to buy some just a little less. But no, we're not going to reopen our Keystone pipeline to be completely self-sufficient when it comes to an energy standpoint. 
right? I mean, it's, it's absolute fucking bullshit. So when you look at it, if we are saying we're going to put sanctions against you and I, I, I'm serious, bud, I'm real serious this time, but we're not really doing shit. I mean, talk is fucking cheap. And one of the videos that I've seen is everybody fucking posts from a conservative standpoint is a video of one Trump met Putin. And if you watch the video, Putin's walking across the room, Trump grabs his fucking hand and damn near yanks his fucking arm off. Now, mind you, Putin is the president of the whole entire fucking judo committee of the world, which now he's been suspended from that role. I'm glad it took this much for us to do that. It's not fucking shooting journalists in the back of the head or anything. No, but no. no it's this that will finally take him out of the fucking judo federation. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, you know, Trump said, and I, he said it on Rush Limbaugh, and he said, if they fuck with us, that was exact words he said on Rush. If they fuck with us, I'll bomb the fucking Kremlin. He didn't say fucking Kremlin, but he did say fuck on the other part. Um, and he wasn't playing games and Russia didn't do shit. So you look at what did Russia do with Georgia? What did Russia do with Crimea? All of these things. While uh, let's see here. Fucking Obama was in a presidency. Bush was in a presidency. And then you had Trump. He didn't do shit. And then now, because old fucking lumphead, he's back in all of a sudden he's powerful because nobody's intimidated by the U.S. Nobody respects our country as a world power anymore because look at what's who represents us at this point. I mean, you have fucking Kamala walking over talking about the, the, the window is barely open and on Tuesday, eat a cheeseburger. Wait, don't eat a veggie burger. And, and, and you just, you hear that Putin and everybody's like, what the fuck did that woman even just say right now? That's what you did. You sent fucking Kamala over there. She's like back when I sucked Montel Williams dick a whole bunch. And then subsequently a lot of dicks to get into the position I'm in, close the window. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, <laughs> number six and I used to work for a guy that he would take these phrases, but he didn't know how to do it. Right. And he would like, he would talk about like a bird in a bush is as good as Swiss cheese. Right. Or if my aunt had balls, uh, two plus two equals pork chop. And we would all sit there and look at each other. Like, what in the fuck is this guy actually talking about? And that's literally our world leaders, our leaders of our fucking, uh, of the United States of America right now. They can't string together a fucking coherent point. He it's was a, a trailer park uh, boys character. He, yes, he yeah, was. He's, yeah. he's something special. Yeah, he was a special man. Mm, <laughs> that's for wow. sure. But we would all just Takes look at back. each other and go, what the fuck? Yeah. Now we have that happening on a global stage where how isn't everyone looking at each other going, huh? Right. So the question gets posed in the press conference, the, the fake press conferences we do for fucking Joe Biden, uh, where he should be in a fucking old age home right now. But the question is, you know, do you feel like there's a nuclear threat? And his response was, I know what he did. I don't know what he's going to do. So I don't know. We're talking about a nuclear threat. Mind you, they also changed um, on the Department of Defense website or Department of Homeland Security website, the response to a nuclear bombing to include to social distance and stay six feet apart if there's nuclear fallout. I mean, guys, if that's not fucking terrifying, I don't know what is. And these are these are federal fucking websites that are stating this information. That's his response. And then they immediately change that for the same people that tell you to buy a smart car instead of an expedition because uh, you're going to save the planet with those extra couple uh, carbon credits that you're going to save on that. The same people that tell you to hide under a fucking desk if they drop a bomb. Yeah. Stick your head between your knees and kiss your ass goodbye. The science, folks. This is what we've been dealing with for multiple years. Trust the science. And just going back to that, like mentioning the, that, that guy that we used to work with that would say all that crazy shit. 
Um, uh, you could tell back then, John Henry, I'm sure you already knew, wasn't a big fan of authority back then. No. Still no, not now. Not at all. Don't know if you guys could tell out there, but you did mention um, a country that at one time was one of the most like exploding capitalist countries on the face of the earth ever. Had one of the fastest growing economies you've ever fucking seen, folks. And the name of that country was Georgia. And we just gave it to them. Mm -hmm. We just gave that country over. All this talk of democracy and saving the free people and capitalism and yah, yah, this and, and that. And, and all, of our, all of our allies and friends and all this talk about and, and putting countries into NATO and other things. No, no, they didn't save the people of Georgia. But you know what they did do in Georgia, John Henry, according to this article? He mentioned in this topic, here's a quote from the article, in connection with the revelations of the Georgian ex-minister of state security of Georgia, Igor Jurgazdi. I don't know how to fuck to say that. In 2018, he said that the American Luger Center is the name of the place that was there, which is located in Tbilisi, tested on Georgian citizens. The drug, <laughs> Savaldi. Oh, that's a great one. Of course. Of the American firm, Gilead Science. Gee, what the fuck has Gilead been up to the past couple years and testing out on people? Curing cancer? Oh, a bunch of vaccines, maybe. Oh, oh. Mm, imagine that. Yeah. And as a result, it says 73 volunteers were allegedly killed. Oh, is that all? That's all. <laughs> Trust the science, everybody. I guess at this point, if you're if you're a Georgian in this situation, you're lucky that you didn't have your face eaten off like the beagles were with mm -hmm. the sand flies. Um, or maybe they were. Maybe they were. Who knows? Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, like, I can't, I can't translate these documents. It might actually fucking say that, people. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up just because you, you mentioned Georgia there, too. It was it was stunning for me watching um, the... I remember the president of Georgia coming on to Fox News to appeal to the American people about how Georgia was a peaceful country and that they were a capitalist nation and that they looked to the United States just like... Well, just like that... What was that place? Oh, Hong Kong. Remember that fucking place? Yeah. Remember I how mean, they American were waving our flag yeah. for a year? A yeah. fucking year? Singing the Star Spangled Banner and mm -hmm. shit. Nobody was kneeling for it either. Yeah. And guess what happened? Fucking coronavirus happened. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then after no, a full year of, uh, of those protesters being out there, all of a sudden they didn't exist anymore. And yeah. that was over rather abruptly. Yeah. I wonder what happened to all their cell phone numbers, too. Yeah, dig into that a little bit, folks. When you look at, what was it, 15 million? Now, mind you, in Hong Kong, everything about you is tracked via your cell phone number. Oh, yeah. Everything. Every purchase, <laughs> everything. your forms of transportation, your whole existence, just like it would be attached to your social security number, is attached to your cell phone number. And oddly enough, since the pandemic has started, there is well, just shy of 16 million less active cell phone numbers over there. Pretty yep. odd. Can't imagine how that may have happened. But if you remember, we were watching them weld people into their houses and apartments, the people falling over dead on the street, the body bags everywhere. So, uh, you know, there, I'd say there's some room for some speculation there. Maybe a couple conspiracies on my own. My best devil's advocate I could give you is that they just saw what the modern world is going to look like under the boot of China. And they just said, fuck it. I'm going to be a survivalist. 
<laughs> and just moved into the fucking woods. Yeah, yeah. that's not a bad Gave idea. Gave up the cell, just smashed that shit with a hammer. <laughs> just walked into the fucking woods and said, let's do this, Jack. No more. How do I find water? No more. <laughs> or, I mean, the other side, maybe it wasn't mass genocide that we don't know about. Yeah. But maybe they eliminated their ability to even operate as a functioning citizen in society. Maybe by eliminating their phone number, they couldn't rent a, an apartment anymore. They couldn't use public transportation. Maybe it was just attrition. Maybe they fucking starved them out. I am and, certain that if the Biden administration had satellite photos of genocide, that they certainly would have released them by now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just like all the high def footage of uh, the Wisconsin shooting and, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> and oh, good man. old fucking uh, Kenosha Kyle. Yeah. Right? After the fact, we find out at the end of the trial. Oh, yeah. FBI actually had high def footage of everything that happened there. So there's that, that little thing. That was a fun week in research for me to find out that the FBI was not only behind Russiagate and so many of uh, of the great scandals of the past decade that we've been paying attention to and talking about on this show. But then also they even were in on trying to set up Kyle Rittenhouse for fucking murder. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Hey, just a regular just citizen. A narrative. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it was about wasn't about the individual it was about the fucking narrative and about the divisiveness and how do we segregate people from each other so they hate their fucking neighbors All right speaking of hating and kyle rittenhouse putting the two together kyle rittenhouse is launching a new organization oh yeah he's about to sue the fuck out of everybody yeah if we want to end the free-for-all on a positive note this week let's just think let's just think about the people that he can sue I mean, Brian Stelter. Uh, he talked about LeBron James. Oh, that would be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. So I mean, it's, uh, it'll be exciting to see how that develops. I hope Kyle Rittenhouse is in the new Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kyle just shooting fucking layups because he's too short, can't jump or play basketball. That would be fantastic. Yosemite Sam does nothing in the movie, but just come up and pat him on the back and say, you're my fucking boy. <laughs> Yosemite Sam is a fucking AR-15 walking around the whole entire time in a med kit. I have another positive we can finish on. Oh, what's that? So you all know that we, we absolutely fucking love Ron DeSantis. Yeah, yeah. Ron DeSantis made Ron. a great announcement today. So the mm -hmm. Biden administration had made a request to the state of Florida to send National Guard troops uh, to D.C. for the State of the Union. Now, if you've been paying any attention, you will see that they have literally turned D.C. into a fucking fortress. I wonder right? why that could be. Are they afraid of some trucks coming well, there or something? Well, if you remember the deadly January 6th insurrection, you would know why, everybody. So I'm sure I that that's that. a really smart preventative yeah, measure to do that. That old lady just beat herself to death in that fucking hallway, didn't it was, she? Yeah, it was terrible. And then that oh. woman that shot herself in the face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. mm -hmm. absolutely. So, what uh, a great Biden angle, too. Didn't even hit <laughs> any of those cops on the other side of her and nothing. Nothing is real anymore. <laughs> Live in the fucking matrix. No. I'm glad that that Antifa guy that sold that footage to CNN. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that he's nowhere to be found. Too. Yeah, no, he's yeah. uh, yeah, he's probably on fucking Epstein's new island mm -hmm. <laughs> off of the coast of Chile in South America with fucking Elvis and Tupac. That's a good place um, to go. So Ron DeSantis, anybody want to take a crack at what his response was? Uh, get fucked. Correct. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. I'm not fucking sending Florida National Guard troops up there for that. No. It just no is the answer. I hope he ripped because uh, uh, he used to go into class, I guess, when he was in the fancy school wearing like jean shorts or something like that. I would want him to just rip like the lower pant part of his pants off while telling him to go fuck himself too. <laughs> like just all out Florida, man, just going straight to cutoffs. 
but just hard style. That, just that is, grab I want to see that. Pant legs I want to see just... DeSantis in cut-off jean shorts. Yes. Uh, a flannel cut-off shirt. Yeah. Drinking beer while he's doing press conferences. I mean, uh, what the fuck does he do when he's not doing press conferences? I probably that. that. Yeah. I really hope it's that. He's probably doing that. <laughs> I hope it's that. Well, slinging dick and fighting for freedom. Hey, you, you got to have to. You, <laughs> that should be a slogan. Twenty twenty four. I mean, we Santa's need that. Twenty twenty four. Slinging dick and fighting for freedom. You'll never know. <laughs> you never know who could adopt that, though. That um, is true. Like so, like maybe the uh, the four star admiral general of the fucking navy at this point, or whatever, whatever uh, she is, she, her, him, they, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, there's that. Ew, but, gross. So let's move along. Um, I have a fun one to bring up is that Jenk Uger of the Young Turks, who's a giant fat piece. Of, he, he's definitely up there with Joy Behar. They might actually be the same person. Just they just switch off, you know, the, the wig or, or something like that. But um, he came out this week and said something to the effect that if you support Vladimir Putin, you do so. Or if you're a Republican or whatever the fuck that you're a white supremacist. And I just wanted to bring this up to tell Jenk that he could fist now, himself. And it's in the times where uh, one of the PMs in Canada mm. said honk honk actually yes. stands for hail Hitler. Yeah. And that everybody uh, that is honking the horns and part of the freedom convoy up there, or they're all white supremacists. I have a theory about that. all the black folks. What if you Indian people. were like a secret Hitler lover mm-hmm. and you wanted to prove to your other secret Hitler lovers in parliament up there in Canada that you could say hail Hitler. On the floor of the fucking parliament. Oh, it's like the... How do you do it? it, it that's a good point. But she didn't get Rogan, did she? Is that she? Super Troopers? Yeah, because nobody yeah, wants like to cancel troopers. her for Watch saying the say naughty this. words. You yeah. know, she said, hail Hitler, folks. You can't be saying that shit. You can be throwing that around. Unbelievable. I mean, Well, and Lord. also, I mean, if you remember... Think of the harm. Trudeau said that, you know, you stand with Nazis mm-hmm. um, to a Jewish woman Yes. Uh, in parliament. Fucking gnarly. Like, these people are out of their fucking minds. That made perfect sense to me, too. Because <laughs> Of course it did. Because, I mean, if you read articles like this, folks, I have attached to this week's source list. Uh, this is from Hertz.com, uh, Israel News. Rights groups demand Israel stop arming neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Human rights activists petition the court to cease Israeli arms exports to Ukraine since some of these weapons reach neo-Nazi elements and Ukraine security forces. Wow. Okay, <laughs> let's unpack this for just a second. And that's, uh, this is from 2018. <laughs> if we're genuinely being objective here, I would imagine that there are fucking moronic scumbag neo-Nazis in literally every fucking body that exists. Yeah. Like so every gotta, fucking body. Like, because yeah. it's just ignorance and it's fucking sure. retardation. Yes. And, and, you know, and I know we're not supposed to use that word, but I feel like yeah. this really is appropriate at that time. Yeah. Because you have to be a fucking moron to be a neo-Nazi. Like yeah. your brain just doesn't work efficiently. Mm-hmm. So like you could really say that about anything. But now when you look at, we live in these racially divided times, allegedly, right? Mind you, you go back to the freedom convoy and one of the Jamaican guys that Sarah goes, the best thing Trudeau could have done is this because mm-hmm. it has brought all the people together. Yeah. We don't see race. We're not separated. We're all neighbors. We're all brothers and sisters standing together. Everybody realizes they're being punished by their own government. Yeah. Yeah. Like they <laughs> that's want a way that, to unite they the people. Want the fucking hate to exist. Right. Yeah. Uh, because division is really power and it's easier to control people if they're divided and they're not standing together. Oh, and neo-Nazism is a statist religion of sorts. Mind so that's you. What, that's also what makes them uh, fucking of, retarded. Of Besides course. the racial element to things, which plays into like the whole uh, fucking uh, 
uh, catch me up here, Club of Rome and uh, begins with an R, Rockefeller Foundation. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes. Sorry, folks. You lost me for a second. Yes, just had to quickly flip through like the brains dressing? index to come up. Yes, yeah, ranch <laughs> dressing. Uh, but no, that made the whole Rockefeller Foundation shit. And just when you look into Tootsies and Hutus, like that whole idea of just separating people based on race itself has been an invention. And it's the same fucking people. It's the same people throughout time. The Nazis got this idea from our progressives here in America. Absolutely. Um, they took it over there. They imported everything from us. Margaret Sanger, one yes, of Hitler's absolutely. fucking heroes. Absolutely. So it is no, it is no surprise that when you come back to the American left in all years of 2022, that they're still on the same bullshit, that they're still actually pushing the same racial division as they always have, just in form of, instead of they themselves being the overt racists, they just accuse the other side of it. Now, that doesn't change any of their tactics or how they are actually racist and how they apply racialism. And, and uh, we've to talked everything. about this so literally many times. everything. We talk about how, mm-hmm. you know, Biden has referred to Robert Byrd as one of his heroes. Oh, yes, of course. And this guy's a fucking leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Yep. A mentor, a friend, a hero. Did his eulogy. Like, I, I mean, guys, that's what racism is. You know, when he goes up in front of people and says, you know, colored people, we used to call them colored people. I mean, it's fucking disgusting. Because it's the, the Freudian slips where they really say what they mean and how they feel. But that doesn't mean that that's us. That doesn't mean that that's the normal people out here in the world. No. And it's just, it's fucking grotesque, man. And they throw it in our faces. And, and when they, they do the slip, they laugh it off. Kind of like today, um, Dr. Jill Biden goes to introduce Kamala Harris as the president of the United States. Right. And I'm watching this thing. And she goes, and now I'd like to introduce you to the president of the United States, Ka- Oh, haha, the vice president. And you can hear the whole fucking crowd like chuckle. Like it's just funny. It's not fucking funny. It's not. It's fucking disgusting. I just got a weird, a weird chill if that was announced. That's what I mean. It's, it's unbelievable. What like, if he steps down tomorrow? Mind you, he has also referred to her as a president of the United States. Oh, yeah. So both Dr. Jill and fucking Joe, both of them have referred to Corn Pop as the president of the United States. <laughs> I mean, Joe, Joe Biden is taken uh, to the presidency as I used to take to about a half a bottle of whiskey. Really, I've really that. fucking bad. Not so good. And I think it's it's a possibility that he could come out tomorrow and just say, listen, I had a year and I'm fucking out. <laughs> I ain't got it anymore. The doc told me that my brain did not work. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you have one of the old White House doctors that say that just his his cognitive function is non-existent Think at this point. Think about the air leaving the room as it was announced that Kamala fucking Harris was president, though. In the middle of this. Any serious person that would hear that would just shudder, I think. And, and But overseas, they'd be like, Putin would be like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He's like, got him. Yes. Putin would be hitting like fucking uh, just pinatas filled with cocaine and screaming yes, I, like be, naked dude, while I, while fighting a bear. I genuinely need to be fucking <laughs> candid with you. Like as we're talking about this and that thought is sinking in, it's oh. like turning my fucking stomach and giving oh. me anxiety. Because like, genuinely, because I know the deep state. I don't like the way that makes me. Fucking it's just feel, an man. autopilot with Biden, but Biden is still a pol- like a, a lifelong politician, and even on autopilot, can kind of they could just stick him in a suit put him in a chair. He reads the fucking lines and squints and fucks them up. Kinda. But, but even that they got, they, they have an excuse with him though. Of course. Cause he's, he's, he's old and demented. Exactly. So if he's, if he goes online and, and says, everything's a chuckle, 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if he goes up and says uh, in front of the cameras tomorrow, pooty poot, fuck you, and I'll shit my pants. They'll just be like, oh, tomorrow. They'll be like, oh, you know, it's, you know, it's just, well, he's just, he's in decline. Yeah. And this is something that's been talked about. Yeah. But we really he's really want to tired. Yeah. That's why he was in Delaware spending time with his family. He just has exhaustion from being so involved in the UK, Ukraine crisis. Oh. I mean, what the fuck? But if if I saw Kamala Harris up there speaking and she's saying the shit like we're going to do the thing that we do every day, which is the thing that we need to do. <laughs> I'd be in Mexico like, oh, fuck. All the cartels are <laughs> oh, just yeah. like, oh, man, they're, they're not only are they all up in all of their percentages, they're probably also buying Bitcoin, too, because it's just like oh, all yeah. the cash that we're getting from the Americans yeah. ain't going to be worth shit in a couple months like with the, this bitch. Did you ever see World War Z? <laughs> With Brad Pitt, the zombie movie, oh, where the yeah. zombies run real fast and they're climbing over that wall. That's what it would look like at the southern border. Yeah. Like, literally, people would be fucking climbing each other, diving over the wall, going, woohoo, we are in now. We are fucking in. Uh, it, it's the reverse of what she used to look like back so in college. So something really sure. weird, actually. Mm. So I was watching her speak the other day. And it's fucking strange, right? Because they've clearly tried to make her a female version of Obama. If you watch, like, I, I've done a lot of public speaking in my life. You watch her mannerisms. Like, you watch her, just her pace and how she speaks and her hand movements. She mimics Obama. And she uses the same inflection of him. So, I don't, you know, they've, now, the fucking moronic comment came out a couple months ago that, you know, the reason that people don't like Kamala is because America's racist. Well, no, it's because she's fucking useless, has no experience you know, put tons of fucking minorities in prison and laughed about it like it was a fucking joke. She was a horrible fucking prosecutor. She's terrible, right? So what was so weird is her hands are her normal color and her chest and her face are like bleach white. And I'm sitting there with my dad and I'm like, look at her hands and look at her face. And he's like, what the fuck? That's, they like bleached her fucking body. So they're like trying to make her whiter now. I mean, she's fucking weird, man. She has a hard time getting a good staff these days from what I've heard. Oh, uh, I'm she's sure that fucking horrible bitch. How can you be worse than Amy, Amy Klobuchar? Like That's the, the eats the salad with the comb, yeah. that, that crazy bitch. But uh, I saw her smirking face talking about Russia on like a Fox News clip and immediately scrolled past it. Um, I couldn't possibly get into that. Um, but one of the things I, I wanted to bring up this week too, uh, John Henry, is that not only um, uh, do we have all of the crazy conspiracy theories that we can delve into, here's something that seemed to be a conspiracy theory for quite a while. And actually, due to um, a lot of investigation through people like Aaron Matei and others, um, it's been proven that the Syrian gas attacks that supposedly happened a few years ago. The ones that the white helmets were involved in, John Henry. Yeah, remember all that the old... videos with all the children that were killed. Yeah, yeah, those folks. They got they got that Netflix documentary about them and everything. Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of connections to the Obama administration that you just brought up not too long ago, and uh, and Netflix too. I think Susan Rice was involved with them. So I wonder how they got that. But I have here on this week's source list. And it's uh, one that I have from archive.today uh, from the New York Times, because I wouldn't force anybody to go and pay the New York Times for any amount of information. But the reason why I wanted to include this is that this is an op-ed, and the contributor of that op-ed is Vladimir V. Putin, and it's called A Plea for Caution from Russia. And it's basically a little op-ed about how the U.S. is going into all these countries for these regime change wars. 
and how they're ending up. So he's basically okay, saying the so same thing. Before you get rolling on <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. one of the things that's interesting is I want to point out, and if you folks aren't taking a deep dive, this is going to sound fucking crazy to you, but I need you to bear with me because this is 100% factual. So the leader of Ukraine was an actor and a comedian. Okay. He's on one of the most popular TV shows in Ukraine where he plays. Anybody take a guess of what he played on that show? The president, right? So basically what happens is when he gets elected in air quotes, obviously, um, they overthrow the government there. And they put him in from being a TV actor. I also was watching a video earlier today where he's doing a music video wearing bonded shit and high heels and like fucking humping the floor with a bunch of dudes. It's fucking so weird. But mind you that this is who this guy was. Now, the same time that they put him in as president of Ukraine or leader of Ukraine is also kind of sure this is just simply a coincidence is whenever the relationship with Hunter Biden and Burisma started in that same exact year. And as we talked earlier about all the crooked politicians, kids being part of that, that's the same exact time overlapping when they all get their fucking dirty little mitts into um, the, the big energy companies and the oil companies in Ukraine. So, you know, when you look at those regime changes, uh, it's kind of crazy how that just so happened to happen over there in Ukraine. But uh, I digress. Go ahead. Well, and I just wanted to point out that this op-ed is from 2013 and of all dates, September 11th. Wow. Hmm. That's fucking powerful. And as I scroll down here, I just wanted to read off a quote. Vladimir Putin says that no one doubts that poison gas was used in Syria. So even he, at least at this time, was rather buying in on the bullshit or he was just espousing the same lie that Syria was gassed. Uh, because I've seen videotape of uh, female reporters sniffing backpacks that were supposedly from the scene of a gas attack. And I don't know about you, John Henry, but if there was just a gas attack and somebody's like, hey, smell this, I'm probably not taking a big old whiff of it. Well, <laughs> may, may, mm, I don't know. Maybe it depends on what the substance yeah. is. All right. Well, we retract that. I don't know if I'm going to comment on that. Yeah, we don't do apologies here, but we do retract. We've all sniffed a couple yeah, things. We, we probably knew better. Probably knew better. But uh, it says here afterwards, though, uh, Putin says, but there is every reason to believe it was used not by the Syrian army, but by opposition forces to provoke intervention by their powerful foreign patrons who would be siding with the fundamentalists. So he goes into the fact that we would just be creating sort of a quagmire in the Middle East by getting involved in another conflict there. We don't ever do that. Never do that. And it says, reports that militants are preparing another attack, this time against Israel, cannot be ignored. It is alarming, he says, that military intervention in internal conflicts in foreign countries has become commonplace for the United States. Is it in America's long-term interest? I doubt it. Millions around the world increasingly see America not as a model of democracy, but as relying solely on brute force, cobbling coalitions together under the slogan, you're either with us or against us. But force has proved ineffective and pointless. And he, this is in 2013, folks. Afghanistan is reeling 
and no one can say what will happen after international forces withdraw. Oh, it falls the fuck apart. Unreal. Libya. Wow. He calls them out on Libya, too. Libya is divided into tribes and clans. In Iraq, the civil war continues with dozens killed each day. In the United States, many draw an analogy between Iraq and Syria and ask why their government would want to repeat recent mistakes. I mean, you got to give the guy credit for being pretty on when it comes to calling us out on that shit as a country, I have to say, because... He's, I mean, aside from saying that no one doubts that poison gas, I mean, you, yes, the, the OPCW inspectors themselves doubted that and proved that there wasn't chlorine gas used. And that was removed from the OPCW's report. Imagine conveniently. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, thank you, UN pieces of shit. But yeah, it says the world reacts by asking if you cannot count on international law, then you must find other ways to ensure your security. Thus, a growing number of countries seek to acquire weapons of mass destruction. He says this is logical because if you have the bomb, no one will touch you. We are left with talk of the need to strengthen nonproliferation when in reality, this is being eroded. So I just, he, he puts us under the place where we're looking at now, not only with this shit going on over in Russia and Ukraine, John Henry, will we see possibly um, a much more aggressive version of China but we also might see a much more aggressive Iran, too, because, I mean, hey, while we're weakened and we can't be in all places at once, things are going to get crazy. We're, we're going to become the well, substitute the concern, teacher. Right? We're well, going to be the main teacher that was taken Taiwan. over by the substitute teacher. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes. You know, everybody's going, well, fuck, man. What if China goes after Taiwan right now? You know, do we pick and choose? In my opinion, We've had enough fucking war. Enough is enough. No war is a good war. And what's crazy is he's fucking spot on about what happened in Afghanistan. Spot fucking on. We meddle there in a, in a, a winterless fucking war, then withdraw abruptly. And what takes place in the country? The fucking Taliban immediately retakes the country. We lose American soldiers, and unfortunately, there's a lot of Afghani fucking casualties that are there, and there's still fucking people there that are trapped there that can't get out of the country. And in 2013, that fucking war had already gone on way too long to begin with. Exactly. When did we pull out of Afghanistan? Yeah. Last year, folks. Last (sighs) fucking year. And we're about to get ourselves involved in any other conflict at this point. It's just, why would we do that? Well, here's a theory. Because our president is corrupt. Absolutely. And I don't say that in the normal politician way where they're just like they're corrupted because they get donations or they're corrupted because like they're ideologues and they're corrupted because they have connections with certain companies. I mean that they are corrupt in a way where I don't think they believe in our country at all. I don't think that they believe in any of our uh initial founding documents for certain, you know, they don't give a fuck about the constitution. They don't give a fuck about our rights, but I also don't think that they even care that we are a country at all. I just think that we're just a unit that they can move around just like people move around stocks or cryptocurrency right now. Like we are just a commodity. The fact that we are just consumers, we're just the, we're just the ones that consume the products that the Chinese make. Mm Mm-hmm. So just like we talked about them sending out, you know, the amount of masks that are made in China. Yeah. All the COVID tests, the COVID tests, the federal 
fucking government is paying for in some of the people's houses are Chinese COVID tests. But think about this. They make money out of thin air to give to us, to give to them, to give to China, to give back to them. <laughs> or to make, for China to make stuff, to bring it to us, to give back to them. Yes. That sounds like a racket. I would agree. <laughs> like, where's the... It's like a pyramid scheme. Yes. It's like, no, no, just here, keep putting a couple bucks in, get all your friends to put a couple bucks in, and eventually you're going to be on top. Oh, yeah. And where we're from up here in the Northeast, folks, uh, we have gambling addiction problems out the ass. And if you really want to people watch on a good, like, Sunday afternoon, man, walk into the casino and just see people just throw their entire Social Security check into a fucking penny slot machine and not get anything in return. We're doing that. We're doing that with our representation in government. We're not really represented by them. They're not our representatives. Um, they pawn us off like Harvey Keitel would pawn off young prostitutes in the movie Taxi Driver. And that's how they fucking treat us. They really do treat us like whores. They don't care for us. They don't care about this country. And we're, they are just as much up for sale as we are, really. Um, they are just as soulless and vapid whenever it comes to their own aims, it seems. Because, I mean, I don't know who on earth would want to deal with people like Zolochewski or others, or Kolomoisky, I mean, uh, this motherfucker. Um, so when you have, when you take a look into uh, the Hunter Biden scandal in Ukraine gate and the reason why President Trump was impeached the first time. The dossier. And you look into the connections of the CIA. Uh, oh, by connected the way, Eric the interjection here. Oh, okay. Do you know our collective disdain for fucking Hillary Clinton? Yes. She is a fucking fat, disgusting demon. Yes. You see the fucking balls that she had this week coming out saying that Trump's behavior was treasonous. Yeah. yeah. This week. So we talked about the butt her emails hat, right? But genuinely for her to come out, like how fucking arrogant and disgusting. It's is this like woman? Jeffrey Dahmer saying, you look like you eat people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or Jeffrey Dahmer coming out saying that uh, you're a white supremacist if you don't yeah. eat beyond beef patties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's shame on you people that eat fucking cows. You know because what? Because of climate. Where is Jeffrey? He could be working for Microsoft right now. <laughs> I mean, they say he was beaten to death in jail, but I think they would have just, you know, if he would have came up with that idea, why not make them all eat the fake meat? Mm hmm. And, and Bill Gates was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. What, a, what if I can buy up all the farmland? And then I can get everybody uh, to buy the same fucking shit from me from all the distributors for the stores that I also I rather own or I supply them with their software. So I already have an infrastructure in which I could both own not only the farmland, but the product it produces and also make money off of all the businesses that I sell it to. And then make it back in tax dollars that I'm going to put towards vaccines that I'll shove in your arms. Do you see Rogan regardless if you want rip them or him not. up this week? Yeah, he called him a pot-bellied little yeah. piece of shit. He's like, you're a fat, unhealthy, sick person telling yeah. everybody how to eat and what health should be. But he loves cheeseburgers. Even on the little interview I saw him when he was doing the promo for the fake meat, he was like, well, I like going out to a place with real meat because I'm rich, but you're not going to be able to do that in a couple years because of people like me. So <laughs> I'm going to eat all these and let the grease run down my face. And then my, my child sex slaves are going to have to lick it all up. <laughs> I mean, Oh, I'm sorry for those dinners. I'm sorry for hey, those dinners. Get boosted. <laughs> yes. Get boosted. Everybody. He was sad. He was so sad that the, that the, uh, that, it, yeah, that the vaccine. Oh, I'm sorry. The uh, Omicron variant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a vaccine in itself. 
sadly, shame on you, you fucking scumbag. It's still floating around out there, John Henry, and we really haven't done like a super deep dive on it, but maybe I could crack into that uh, this upcoming week too. Um, that the white hat uh, vaccine is the Omicron. Yeah. Yeah, I've read about that, too, that, you know, what they did was, uh, you know, they created that strain to basically give us the immunity that everybody needed, whether you were vaccinated or not vaccinated. Right. So now that everybody has it, you're less susceptible to getting it again, because, you know, as we went through, get the vaccine, you won't get it. Not true. Get the vaccine. You can't spread it. Also not true. None of those things were true. Um, And then it was, well, if you're vaccinated and you got it, you're actually much better off than any alternative, whether or not having it at all, vax, unvax, none of that matter, boosted, not boosted. It made no fucking difference at all because, you know, the science has changed. Speaking of, you don't have to wear a mask in Congress anymore. Yeah, I was going to bring that up uh, this week. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about that stuff. So how do you feel about that living in a state like Hawaii where you still have to wear a mask it's at all times, insanity. including underwater? Like, seeing these people and how fucking power drunk they are makes me sick. Yeah. So in Hawaii, we still have the safe access program, which means if you're not fucking vaccinated, you can't go out to eat. You can't go to a museum. I've talked about not being able to take my daughter to dance class. So even though now you have the CDC coming out, the WHO, Department of Health, everybody's saying, yeah, you know what? Those really aren't necessary. And now that the midterms are coming up and all the Dems are pulling just abysmally right now, all of a sudden, you know, COVID's kind of disappearing. So a lot of states are retracting their school mask mandates. But in the great state, the the communist state of fucking Hawaii, uh, our leaders came out and said, you know, we can appreciate all of that, but we're going to go ahead and and continue all of our mask mandates and social distancing mandates. And we're also not going to change the safe access program. I mean, the the fucking it's it's it blows my mind, the stupidity. And then you see people's commentary on those statements. Right. And then on a Hawaii News Now article. And the people on there that are so fucking brainwashed and indoctrinated saying, that's great. We're still going to wear a mask. We need to be safe where we know that it does nothing, literally nothing. And we've known that the whole fucking time. It accomplishes zero that we want to continue to perpetuate that because why control compliance? It's all the same thing. It's been the same thing the whole fucking time. They tell us what's best for us, even if on the surface we can look at it objectively and go, oh, that actually isn't best for us. And that's what leads us directly to digital currency and a social credit system is they're going to tell us that's what's best for us. No, it's not healthy for you to be able to buy cheeseburgers. So we're going to limit your ability to do that. It's not it's not good for the environment for you to drive a gasoline powered vehicle. So we're not going to allow you to pay registration or have insurance. Because that's the other thing they were doing in Canada is they were cutting off people's insurance on their vehicles. So that's how they were attacking the fucking truckers. It's not enough to stop their bank accounts from operating or them being able to withdraw any type of funds. But on top of that, that's their means to make a living. So what's the first way you can eliminate that? Well, if you can't control whether or not they can put fucking, you know, diesel fuel on their trucks, stop their ability to have insurance. They can't carry loads without insurance. I mean, it was a full on fucking attack. Poor bastards. Yep. And uh, we're in a position now where politically uh, these decisions are made. So we're, we're dealing, as John Henry, Henry mentioned, um, is that we're dealing with an arbitrary system of government. They can change the rules whenever they want to. And an example of this I attached to this week's source list is that uh, I pulled up an article from Breitbart. It's uh, entitled, The CDC Announces Indoor Masking No Longer Required Just Before Biden's State of the Union. And this is for, let's see, Wendell... Kuzabo? God damn these names this week. Uh, and the, 
It's all the worst. The Ukrainian stuff to this? What are we doing? All right, and February 25th, 2022 is when this is from. But important in that, if you scroll down in the article, there is a tweet from a Julie Hamill from Hamill Law. And I have that pulled up here. And this is documents from a place called Impact Research. And Impact Research is one of those Democrat uh, think tanks that releases information like this. Yeah, uh, by the way, everybody, the impact is the one that's directly into your asshole. Yeah, absolutely. fucking all of us. Oh, they mean it too. And and you could tell right too, it's it's entitled to to interested parties, uh, but it goes on. It says uh, talking, taking the win over COVID-19. Oh, we're winning now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're beating COVID-19 now that the fucking midterm elections are coming up. Look at what we did, folks. I stood this cup up on the edge of the table and the wind blew it over. I moved it with my fucking mind. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong. This is the kind of fucking uh, juvenile bullshit that they serve to us. And so many people buy it up. Mm-hmm. But if you look on the inside of how these people operate, like they're getting these memos from these think tanks as to how to approach the public from this shit. So just as an example, here's how for their own bullshit that they are. After two years that necessitated, they say, lockdowns, travel bans, school closures, mass mandates, and nearly a million deaths, nearly every American finally has the tools to protect themselves from this virus. How is that? They don't really explain. Um, It's time for Democrats to take credit for ending the COVID crisis phase of the COVID war. Notice they say crisis phase of the COVID war. We'll get back to that in a second. Point to important victories like vaccine distribution. Not the vaccine really working, but we were we did a great fucking job of just pumping it into everything out there. And folks. forcing it. Forcing it. Yes, absolutely. A little bit of that, too. And yeah, prov- no, it's definitely success of distribution. Yeah. Not if you don't take this, you lose your job. Yeah, a little <laughs> Not only that, but if you wanted to like, you know, protest against something that horrible, like God forbid that ever happened, um, they could just seize all of your property, throw you in jail and fine you into oblivion Mm -hmm. or shut down your bank account and make you a non-person, even a non-citizen. If you're uh, a Frenchman that that opposes that, because didn't Macron, who's all connected to the World Economic Forum Young Leaders Group, didn't he also come out and say that, too? Yeah. It seems like all the people around the world that want to strip people of their bank accounts and all of their bodily autonomy are all connected to one fucking group. The Satan worshiping pedophiles. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it, there's it's, the red string, everybody. It's hard to put on a softball tee, you know, that full name. So they got to like, shorten it. But you oh, yeah. got to rely on a really good logo. But um, yeah, it, it, it tells the Democrats in this memo, though, to declare the crisis phase of COVID over and push for feeling and acting more normal. Oh, behavioral okay. control, social oh, yeah. engineering, even uh, recognize that people are worn out in feeling real harm from the years long restrictions and take their side. They're, f- they're for the people. Yes. You know, it's uh, thank you. Thank you for doing that now it's important though and this sounds like a sales training um acknowledge covid still exists and likely will for a long time also no so drop don't set covid zero as the victory condition why would we want that (laughs) i mean come on who really wants that no more covid at all no 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 the world's such a, a much better place with it 
Now, Impact Research apparently on their it's little memo leverage. Here, they period. Put, yeah, they put Montgomery, Alabama, Washington D.C., Chicago, Boston, and New York. I guess they all have uh, satellite offices there or work out of those things. None in New Zealand though. Um, none up in Australia or mm. how about Austria? No, I don't think they got it either. I don't mm. think they got this memo. Mm. Don't set COVID zero as the victory condition. And then I love oh, this. I love this. Stop talking about restrictions and the unknown future ahead. They never existed. Oh, and that's because if we, it says here in the, in the thing, if we focus on how bad things still are and how much worse they could get, we set Democrats up as failures, unable to navigate <laughs> us through this. Who would ever want that to happen? <laughs> when 99% of Americans can get vaccinated, ooh, we cause more harm than we prevent with voters by going into our third year talking about restrictions. It's insane to even read that statement. So there's your year. Democrat playbook. Mm-hmm. Stop talking about it. It never existed. Uh, people don't like hearing about that. So just stop and they'll really like us again because we're the heroes. But here's the punchline that I don't think they meant as a punchline, but it is. And if Democrats continue to hold a posture that prioritizes COVID precautions over learning how to live in a world where COVID exists, but does not dominate, they risk paying dearly for it in November. Oh my, imagine that. So if Bella Lugosi in full Dracula garb comes up to your door and knocks on it and asks to come in and you fucking let him in, you deserve what you get, folks. Yes. Do not let them on your side. They are not on your side. I don't care how much you hate the shit ass Republicans that are out there. All the shit cons like Dan Crenshaw primary them. Primary season is up now. Absolutely. Get off your ass and get rid of these people before November. So we have less problems there, please. But also, please. Please do not vote for the Democrats in any shape or form, no matter what they tell you at this point. I don't care what they promise. They're not not your heroes. They're not your saviors. These are the same people that took your fucking freedom, your job, your home, your family, your sanity, your emotional stability away from you. They fucking robbed you of all of that. And now they're telling you to play pretend. It's absolute bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. And we could we could joke and talk about like the political ramifications of what's going to happen to these Democrats. But really, you brought up a, a brilliant point there. I want everybody to remember, because it's hard right now, because we are like somewhat on the, the precipice of World War Three, possibly. So to try to focus on the past right now is sort of hard. But I want everyone out there to remember that there were people out there that had these shots forced into their arms by these Democrats because of these cities, because of their restrictions that are no longer with us, or if they're with us, they are not in the state that they used to be, and they can never return to that. And I want people to remember that when you go in and press any lever this this upcoming primary or election, because those people deserve justice. They deserve something for these past couple of years, because they can take away your business and they can find you into oblivion like they've done with uh, Ian Smith out in uh, New Jersey there. And he was just on Tim Cass IRL this past week. He did a good job. And, um, you know, the, he's running for office. Mm-hmm. Ian's trying to do something positive with what happened to him. There are people that are not going to be given that opportunity. So I just want everyone to remember that it, it does get very serious down to the very mortal coil of, of our, our nation that these people have disrupted, what, the, what they've tarnished and what they've spat on. Uh, I, want, I want people to remember that. 
But uh, to go on, though, this week was also a very crazy week in terms of COVID because I have a, a, an article here. And uh, thank you to our helper with the source list this week. Uh, more evidence COVID was tinkered with in a lab. Now scientists find virus contains tiny chunk of DNA that matches sequence patented by Moderna three years before the pandemic began. It says here, folks, the genetic match discovered in COVID's unique fairing cleavage site. You know, John Henry, the one that all of the experts that weren't on board with the other experts presented to us. You know, the other guys that uh, Francis Collins and Dr. Fauci wanted uh, smited off the earth for even daring to have a different opinion from them. Yeah, all these people that were pointed out to the fair and cleavage site saying, hey, if you look at this, you can see where they cut and pasted this shit together. And then there it is. One in three trillion chance that COVID developed that code naturally. One in three, I'm going to say that again, one in three trillion chance. There's better fucking odds that Epstein killed himself. (laughs) Like if you put the two next to one another, it's not even a fucking competition. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's insane. Uh, Just thinking about that comparison, that there's no fucking way that Epstein killed himself. There's no way it didn't happen. And I don't think there's a way that uh, his boy over in France last week. Jean-Luc Brunel. Oh, yeah. And then keep an eye on Peter Nygaard, too, because uh, I don't really trust anybody in charge up there in Canada. And I think that's where Nygaard's from or where he's currently being held. So keep an eye on that motherfucker. But yeah, Moderna, you mean the one that was partnered, the one that was partnered with the United States government, John Henry, that that Glenn Beck reported on a few weeks ago. Partnered with the United States government? In co-ownership of the mRNA vaccine patent? That one? You're correct. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, I think we may have talked about that before. Where, yes, our United States government actually owns a portion of the patent for the mRNA vaccine, everybody. Uh, So, there you have it. Not that we haven't provided enough proof at this point. But folks, a one in three trillion chance. All the documentation is there. You look at the Ukrainian bio labs. You look at Wuhan. No, fucking Chang did not stick his pee pee in a bat and get it fucking that way. It just didn't fucking happen. It didn't happen at the wet market. We know that now. 100 fucking percent. 100 percent. I mean, it is absolute insanity. Not if you're a New York Times op-ed writer. Okay. <laughs> they can come <laughs> out and just say, yeah, I still believe. How? How could you still believe? They have murdered and, and inspected and diced and sliced and fucking looked under microscopes. Hundreds of thousands of animals probably at this point. Well, of course. Like that place that I don't even think it exists anymore. The wet market. I don't even think that's a place that you can even go anymore. They like wiped it out. And now there's like a fucking Chuck E. Cheese. There who or knows something. if it who ever knows? existed? Oh, well, that, that too. That too. How are we to know? How are we to ever verify from a country where, remember when we asked President Biden and he said, oh yeah, give me 90 days. I'm going to do this big old investigation. Mm -hmm. And the Chinese told him to go fuck himself. Xi Jinping said, no, you're not. Yeah. And there will be recourse if you do. And we immediately stopped the fucking source. And then slurped honey out of his jar and went, (laughs) (laughs) oh, piglet. I I love killing the Uyghurs, piglet. Mm -hmm. You motherfucker. All right, so I just wanted to bring this up real quick uh, based on the article, though. It says, 
that Moderna, U.S.-based pharmaceutical firm, filed the patent for this back in February of 2016. Wow. That seems to coordinate with another conspiracy theory <laughs> that when Trump got into office is when they started launching all these crazy like plan B's oh, like a pandemic. On. You Something really like think that. that would happen? I mean, if Hillary got elected, I'm sure the same thing would have happened. Yeah, you could think that. I mean, the other thing, too, is that uh, there was also a bunch of videos of Dr. Fauci talking about the upcoming pandemics right about this time. And Bill Gates. And Bill Gates. A yeah. pandemic is coming. Yeah, pandemic is coming. And but the punchline that I didn't think they meant to be a punchline again um, is that it's like your line of the night. It is because of these one, articles. Way. It's unbelievable that they do this to me. In 20, 2016, as part of its Cancer Research Division record show. And why is that a punchline? Why is that a punchline? Didn't Biden just come out and say he's going to restart the cancer moonshot? <laughs> Isn't that where all of this research has been happening in the field of cancer? Didn't we just do a couple articles last week mm, I think about so. cancer research and how all of that money has been used to fund this shit? And oh, would you look at this last article that I have set up for this week's source list? Ivermectin, a potential anti-cancer drug derived from an anti-parasitic drug. So early on, right, which now, mind you, a lot of countries are uh, all of a sudden doing a lot of research saying that Ivermectin could be a, a very effective cure to covid now, early on, when the whole hydroxychloroquine went fucking crazy, right? And then ivermectin became, instead of there being 60 million doses distributed throughout the world, river blindness, you know, saving people's lives for many, many years, very safe drug. Um, there was, on X-22, mm. he had mentioned that one of the reasons they're trying to suppress using ivermectin and HCQ is because they can be effective against cancer cells. And if they widely distributed those drugs and people started to be cured of cancer, then the fucking jig would be up when it comes to uh, the big pharma perpetuating cancer and, uh, you know, putting people on medications for life. Goldman Sachs. Crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, so now all of a sudden, after the fact, my thought is they've manipulated it into something that isn't effective on cancer. And now all of a sudden, we're going to start utilizing that as an anti-COVID drug. Uh, but what do I know? Uh, I'm not an op-ed writer for the New York Times. I mean, when you look at just uh, a country like Japan coming out when, with their health minister saying that we're going to start applying this, and then you just see their numbers nosedive. When you India? Look, yeah, oh, Mass absolutely. distribution of yeah, HCQ. Uttar, Uttar Pradesh um, did a massive distribution of it, and numbers plummeted. Um, I have a personal friend um, whose wife was pregnant and got covid which I'm sure was really a, a scary uh, type of thing to live through, especially going into a hospital in that state because of how they fucking treat you. And then also, if you follow the kind of stuff that we follow, uh, wondering if they're just going to dose you and put you on a fucking ventilator to collect on your ass. Absolutely. So, I mean, even that, even that layer of trust that you can even go in into an institution and come out alive, like you could have a fucking, you could have a boo-boo. You could have a, just a fucking cut that you need stitched up and you can go in there and they could test you. And all of a sudden you're in a hospital bed and you can't leave. And that makes me very uncomfortable to even think about. But the fact that they were taking people who were sick, whom they may have known, we'll still say that, right? 
We'll give we'll give them that for now. Allegedly. Allegedly that they may have known that this could have been an effective treatment and it was suppressed. Um, that alone is a crime against humanity. But to also think that in somewhere along the line of the, all the cancer research that has been funded by our country, um, by our, not only our tax dollars, but also by a lot of charity as well, that some of that money could have gone to doing research. And you think if you're doing research on like how to cure something, right? And then in the past couple decades or so, this fucking miracle drug comes out out of nowhere, wins a Nobel Prize or something. You think you'd throw a little bit of that at the cancer and see if it does anything, right? I don't know. Obama <laughs> also won a Nobel Prize. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> that's true. I don't know if I would yeah, qualify. Credibility of Nobel that. has gone down quite a bit late, uh, recently, folks. But definitely looking into the Templeton Prize. That was like three days after he was elected. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that was. Let me suspect. read this to you guys um, yep. for context. Ivermectin has powerful anti-tumor effects, including the inhibition uh, of proliferate metastasis 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 uh, and angiogenic activity in a variety of cancer cells this may be related to the regulation of multiple signaling pathways by ivermectin through pak1 kinase on the other hand ivermectin promotes programmed cancer cell death including apoptosis autophagy uh pyrostosis sorry guys i'm working on it here Ivermectin induces apoptosis and autophagy uh, is mutually regulated. Interestingly, ivermectin can also inhibit tumor stem cells and reverse multidrug resistance and exerts the optimal effect when used in combination with other chemotherapy drugs. So what does that mean? Well, that means that when you add that to traditional cancer treatments, that may expedite or just help the percentage in curing cancer. Uh, or dissolving or killing cancer cells. Well, why would we not want to provide that to the general populace? I mean, you know, cancer is one of the number one killers in the country. So why wouldn't we want to give that to people? Hmm, all goes back to big pharma. They want you sick. That's why. Yeah, for me, like reading through an article like this, and I can only imagine what it would be like discovering something this you know groundbreaking. Is these are one of those things that we go through, mm. and as much as I hope it's true, I hope it's not true. Yeah, because that's fucking devastating. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely devastating the thought that that potentially can be the case, right? Yeah. And they have restricted that, or even how long did they know that before? It just never utilized it for that. I mean, that's the scariest fucking part of the whole thing. Well, and ivermectin too, isn't necessarily like the only thing given when you get COVID either. Correct. Like it's often used in combinations with other drugs. Yes. And what it seems to do is it seems to boost the effect of those certain drugs, particularly antiprotase uh, and, and things like that. So when you're dealing with the structure of cells, um, if you pair that with other things that could mess with the structure of cells, it may, uh, it may boost the effect of that. It's a nice little booster, but uh, they didn't want to give it to people because it just wasn't on the menu that they were getting paid for in hospitals. So all the people that went there with COVID or without COVID that were told that they had COVID anyways, because, yep, because they, they had a cold or the flu or the flu. Yeah. So remember the flu hasn't existed for two years. Yeah. It's just disappeared. We can, we can accept that until too. it came back with flu Rona. 
yes, with Flurona, and then um, what Stealth Omicron is the one they were talking oh, yeah, about yeah. too. Yeah, the one that uh, you can't test positive for and have no effects of. <laughs> but you probably have it. Uh, folks, we're we're into uh, sci-fi That's territory. That's like Brian Stelter's stealth masculinity. Yes, yes, it's very thick. It's very thick the way he lays it on there, the masculinity on the show. I can't think of anybody else that's more, that bothers me more than him. And, and I heard that uh, since CNN's um, just basically liquidating at this point. Couldn't imagine why. They had a really good run there of uh, pedophiles, child molesters. I heard that he could be next on the chopping block. But hmm. what really irks me about him, though, is that he's a media assassin. Like he's the one that goes after the other media figures, the ones that are telling the truth. Yeah. And uh, that bothers me the most because like, it's one thing to be like a bullshit propagandist and go out there and just, you know, say, Hey, this person from the Democrats said we should go to war this week. And the Republicans sort of agreed with them. So we're just going to do that. Like that's one thing. But when you're Brian Stelter and you're really trying to go after people like Joe Rogan for telling the public about something that, you know, you'd think if you were a news organization, you would think that you had some sort of duty to your public to tell them about, like a, a life-saving medication of sorts. No, 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 no. They have a duty to tell the public what they're told to tell the fucking public. I mean, that's Project Mockingbird. We've talked about it a hundred fucking times. Yeah. Their responsibility is to continue to push propaganda. That's what they're fucking told to do. Yeah. Just buying, buying, our, buying our time, our focus, our attention on bullshit. Um, is something that these folks have been doing for a long time. And John Henry, you didn't get a chance to listen to um, the monologue I recorded earlier, but I was just going to say that the the key thing there that I talked about in it was the banality of evil. And it's something that was brought up a lot, of course, because of the, the Holocaust, but I compared the banality of evil to what we're experiencing with Build Back Better. And the reason for that is, is that because it's global, it, it doesn't necessarily have to deal with what's going on in the situation between Ukraine and Russia and us right now. It could be just the fact that you still can't go out to eat. You still can't access your bank account if you're in Canada right now. It's all connected to those things. But the people that come out to tell us about these things, John Henry, the people that come out to tell us and they assert these things that, you know, we did the right thing by by locking you down for two and a half fucking years. We did the right thing by forcing masks on your kids and then vaccinations, too. And we did the right thing when these numbers come out and say that not only did the masking, the lockdowns and also the vaccines now didn't work, but we meant to do the right thing. It was just always in good faith, according to them. They were always so certain and they said it with such conviction but it was all evil. It was all wrong. It resulted in nothing but more harm than what they stated to, to do. Yeah. Do it for your fellow citizens. Do it for your grandmothers and grandfathers. Do it for the elderly. Do it for the children. It, it was all the guilt, yeah. right? For Jacinda Art. Yeah. Emotion. I mentioned that too in the, in the monologue. It's some emotional manipulation. I compared it to barbecue sauce. It's just like you, you add emotional manipulation. Yes. Yes. You add emotional manipulation to social engineering and it can make anything, even shitty, much better. Absolutely. So, and I think about people like Jacinda Ardern over there in uh, New Zealand, being able to lock down her country to, in order to try to reach zero COVID, resulting in countless amounts of suicides and premature deaths. In but that we nation. don't want zero COVID now. Uh, but we don't want it now. No, we don't, we don't want it now. 
and that it's all arbitrary. And that's what makes it so hard for me, John Henry, just to go back to what we started talking about earlier on with uh, the Ukraine and Russia, and I'll, I'll let you get in some final thoughts here, is that it's hard for me to be emotionally connected to what's happening in the Ukraine and Russia right now. It's really hard for me. And the reason why is, is that because I've been lied to too much by my own country. And that's something very similar to what Jesse Ventura said many years ago. And a lot of people went after him for it because he started doubting what the official narrative was on 9-11. Yeah, fuck Jesse Ventura, though. Yeah. I, I mean, appreciate what he said about Chris Kyle okay. and fucking suing his wife. Yeah, fuck you, Jesse I mean, he, Ventura. he deserves some things here and there. But one of the things I wanted to bring up, though, is that you know when we go back to uh, Putin's op-ed there about Syria, is that you know, it was revealed to me that we are willing to stage, along with the intelligence agencies in other countries, we're willing to stage crimes against humanity at the level of gas attacks on children and showing us you know, dead bodies laying in the streets and people wailing and carrying, carrying limp bodies of children around, screaming and crying and covered in rubble and dust and blood. We're willing to put that all together as a show to show people that this is how they need to react so this is what we will allow, and we'll just continue to you know, watch the same channels, and the world moves on, and we're in another war. And I, I just can't be emotionally connected to it because I don't want to be thrown into either side of this because there are no good guys. There, there's, there's, there's us, and there's them, and the people representing us, like we mentioned before, are no, are no longer our representatives. So we really don't have a dog in this fight. And that, that, meant, that made me why I'm a little less emotionally attached to it, other than the fact that I expect them to lie to us, to feed us propaganda, like things like the ghost of Kiev and the, the 12 or 13 dead soldiers that told Russia to go fuck themselves, or even the lady that handed the, the seeds to the soldier so that when he dies, that the seeds may grow. They even little videos like that. Now, if that did really happen, hmm? that chick is fucking gangster. Hey, I mean, if it happened, it is. But we all come back to like, you know, we're we're still figuring out now, three years later, uh, through mainstream sources are finally getting around to realizing that putting a cloth mask on your face and saturating with with all sorts of spittle and bacteria is not only not stopping an aerosol virus, but it probably isn't good for you or the environment either. We finally rolled around to that. Um, I don't think we're going to get anywhere fast on war, especially whenever it comes to. Uh, the people involved on both sides making money out of this, no matter which way that it goes. And I think that, that it's already sort of predetermined the way that it's going, because I don't think the Ukraine is going to be able to hold up to Russia. Um, Russia's already getting support from Belarus and other places that are, that are sort of friends with it. And uh, we're at a place now where the Ukraine will probably fall. But the next part of it is Poland which is a member of NATO. And I was asked the other day by somebody very close to me, do you think that Putin will go into, because so much of the topics of this past week on other shows have just been, what, what does Putin want? Like, what is his motivation? And trying to speculate what somebody's motivation is, a person that you've never met and you're so far detached from, and I couldn't be possibly a different person than, than Vladimir Putin. But to try and put myself in his shoes, what the fuck would be in it for him? to roll into a NATO country like that. Like, yeah, it gives him, I guess it gives him a lot of street cred, but I don't think he's that kind of cat. He doesn't seem like a 19 year old with a Glock, you know, that's rolling around with some hoods. Like it's not that kind of situation. 
And I think that he's secure enough and safe enough right now with China having his back and also with Biden in office, because Biden is pretty much China's puppet at this point. Um, we, we both could probably agree with that. That definitely got picked up, but it's okay. Um, it's part of the show. And um, with, with Biden being owned by China, Putin's got to know that uh, we're not a big threat or the threat that we should be as a nation to him. So where did this, where does this all lead us is the biggest question of the week. Are we getting into something that's going to be one thing after another, like World War One? Are we, is history going to repeat itself? Is it going to slightly rhyme there? Or are we going to end up in just a place where we have another new world order? We're going to have another League of Nations. We're going to have another UN. We're going to have another NATO or another international body uh, that results from this that we pour more tax dollars into to make sure that this never happens again, but really is just in place to make sure that the status quo gets to keep its power and gets to keep the, all the rackets that they have going with energy and with trade and with you know just basically the way that we all live, because I believe that the World Economic Forum and groups like it and the people that sign on to that sort of ideology, and you mentioned too, the insane uh, greens that we have in all of our countries now and as well, that not only does it benefit them to have a, a, a chokehold on energy because it's going to force people, it's going to force people into having to use these alternative sources. And you brought it up before too, John Henry, when people live in areas where they don't have a grocery store to go to that's going to give them plentiful food. They're going to eat garbage. So, I mean, there is an element to that. Like the whole food, Michelle Obama, Michael Obama food deserts thing actually does kind of apply here. Because if you put people in a situation over there in Europe where they're going to be forced to buy John Kerry's fucking Chinese slave-made solar panels in order to just survive, well, they're going to do it. So this, this is not only a win for the internationalists and all the people involved in the World Economic Forum, but it's also a great win for Putin because he's going to control all of the natural gas flow, which people are still going to need in transitioning over to those other things. And even if they do transition, as we all know, solar panels in the middle of Germany, in the middle of winter, probably not picking up a whole hell of a lot. And Germany has a lot at stake in this too. They have a lot at stake. They're even trading arms. They haven't done that since, what was that thing? The thing they were in? Oh yeah, World War II, folks. We're getting back to Germany being involved again in international conflicts. So why the fuck not? Why, why wouldn't it fall apart? I, I don't think that it will, because I think it's enough of a work, to use a wrestling term there. I think it's enough of a staged engagement over there. Not, not that people are being, that, that it's, it's fake that people are being bombed or shot or killed, folks. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not Alex Jones and Sandy Hook in this shit. Not yet. But what I'm saying is it's enough of a play between both sides of the game where I don't think it's going to ever erupt into something, but they haven't done a really good job of controlling the things that they're responsible for. So <laughs> we're still, we're still ending with that possibility, I guess. But John Henry, what do you think about this international conflict and its relation to everything that we talk about? Well, that's, that's, that's an a easy lot question. I mean, here's <laughs> Here's what I want to wrap up with. One of the things that's so difficult for all of us, no, no matter which side you fall on, is we don't know who the good guys are. And when you think about it, when we're raised as kids, we cheer for G.I. Joe. We cheer for He-Man. Uh, we cheer for Captain America. And uh, we cheer for the Smurfs because Gargamel's the bad guy. 
Right. And, and that's from childhood. And I think one of the hardest parts is as adults, we just don't know. And, and that's why it's so important to be objective and really question everything. And, and one of the, the things that I feel like is a really good representation of the times that we live in is the show on Amazon called The Boys. And if you've seen The Boys, what you'll see is you have these people that are loved uh, superheroes. And what you find out throughout the show is they're actually the fucking bad guys. They're all a bunch of monsters. And we don't know who's who. Because you can look at somebody like Bill Gates and people will fall on the side of, well, he's amazing. He's a philanthropist. He's, he's spreading vaccines to people. He's helping. And then you're on our side to go, that guy's a fucking monster, right? And, and really, we know what his goal is and what his endgame is. So, you know, it's hard when, when we just don't know who the good guys are. Um, but be objective. Look around you. You know, what, biggest thing is don't fucking forget any of this. Because now we see that the new narrative is forget all of it because we've won the battle. No, you don't forget about the dead soldiers in the battle. You never forget about that. And is a win ever worth it if if your fellow countrymen have died? No, it's not a win. It just isn't. And that's why, again, you know, all war is bad war uh, because there is no such thing as a winner when you look at those things. So, you know, who the fuck are the good guys? And all we can do is, you know, fight for what's right. Talk about what's right. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow for the State of the Union address. What do I think is going to happen on it? Uh, short of him announcing, you know, his resignation and putting Kamala in or, God forbid, fucking Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton. I don't think he's going to say anything because there never really is a point to anything he says. We're going to put sanctions on him. Uh, Putin says, fuck you. I dare you to do some shit. Go ahead and intervene. And you'll see things that you've never seen before, right? So get your popcorn ready. Have yourself a nice uh, nice beverage. And uh, let's see what happens and develops tomorrow. Let's see what happens this week. And, you know, and at the end of the day, I just pray for everybody, man. I pray for the people in Russia that are protesting what's happening. Because there's a lot of people there that don't want this. And they don't see it as just or right. And pray for the people of Ukraine and just all your brothers and sisters, man. And, and let's just try to find the positives in the world. At the end of the day, regardless of what narrative they're pushing, moving away from the totalitarian role that we've been under with all the masking and the mandates is a great thing. And let's be happy about that. But don't ever fucking forget what happened to us ever, because if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. And you have Bill Gates saying, we're going to have another pandemic, right? He's telling you, he's showing his hand just like they've done in the past. So uh, let's not give into that shit again. Let's not buy into it and, and believe it. So appreciate everybody coming on. It's been really fun to do this in person. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, everybody. Well, that was that was great, John Henry. And uh, you brought up something earlier about the, what was it, the Jamaican uh, gentleman up yeah. in Canada yeah, uh, saying that these are my brothers and Trudeau is stupid in doing this because he united us all. I'm going to end on this. As we see the failures of the internationalists, the corporatists, the Build Back Better uh, cronies, uh, the World Economic Forum's young global leaders, as we see their failures across the world, well, it's uniting us. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody can see it now. Like, we're not the crazy conspiracy theorists anymore. Well, we still are, but we're, we're not the same ones that we used to be in the eyes of a lot of people because they've been now shown that the government will lie to them, they will steal from them, they will rob from them, they will, sh they will shoot them, they will kill them, they will put shit in their veins that kills them. 
that there's nothing, there's no evil that they won't touch. There's no place that they won't go. And now people around the world are seeing this international conflict and they're probably asking themselves the same question we asked during the show is who the fuck are the good guys here? Who should I be cheering for? Because I, one of the things that my favorite documentary, and I bring them up all the time, one of the things that Adam Curtis brought up in hypernormalization is in, in the fall of the Soviet Union, Curtis noted that people would watch what was going on on TV and they knew it wasn't real, but they would just go along with it anyways. I don't think we're going to go along with it anymore. And I think a lot of people out there are just waiting. They're just waiting to find other people. They're waiting to find other places where they can hear things like this and they could take advantage of that and organize. And the biggest problem that, that we've seen is that in all of these stories that we've talked about tonight, that people like Facebook, Meta now, and Twitter, and, and Google, and Apple are, have all been involved in the censorship of all of these stories. And, and, and pretty much um, all of the people that were behind them getting away with this murder. So now that we're seeing... Um, the things collapse in the COVID narrative. And now we're seeing things collapse in the Ukraine as well, that that collapse is just going to invite more and more people to come and join us here at the new prisoners. And I hope you, uh, if you're listening to this, please go and sign up uh, with us on BitChute. subscribe. It's free uh, and definitely join the comments sections wherever you can, but certainly there um, we have had the most love. Yeah, hey, quit talking yeah. about the Jews. You bunch of sick bastards. Yeah, I don't Come know on. what that is. It, I, it seems to happen quite a bit on alternative platforms. And, you know, it, it makes sense to me because a lot of the people that were first kicked off the, the platforms in general were the ones that nobody wanted to defend. And, and I you, get that. whoever right now, I know you're thinking, but it is the Jews. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, stop. I mean, the Israelis are sending stuff don't, to the it. neo-Nazis. No, stop right but, there. Stop it. But, so <laughs> don't you even can, go into it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely, uh, we definitely have a great, uh, a great audience, uh, no matter where you're listening to this. Uh, but like I said, BitChute's been giving us the most love. So definitely go over and subscribe there. If you're, if you're listening on any other platform and join in the conversation with us and we'd love to get your feedback, um, share links with us, please like share other sources that we can go over for our shows. And, uh, we're glad to give you some shout outs there too, for doing that. And um, I just wanted to say, everybody, uh, you know, thank you for all the love and support that you've given us these past few weeks. Our audience has more than doubled. Um, we are looking at, you know, more views and listens than we've ever seen. And I think it's because of the state uh, that the world is in and that the fact that we need to find, like I mentioned before, some place for us all to congregate. So I'm glad we found uh, this place to get together with one another. So and with that, um, until we are free and... Man, I fucked that up, didn't I? <laughs> wow. Until we meet again. Until we meet again. <laughs> and until we are free, we are the new prisoners. Thank you for listening to the new prisoners. Let us know what you think about this week's topic on our Minds page and Substack. Or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, or Rumble. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us or join the new Prisoner 6 on Gab. Please feel free to share your own sources with us and to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it could make. And if you would like to be a guest on an upcoming show, please email the new prisoner number 6 at protonmail.com. Tell us what topic or topics that you would like to discuss 
and a screener will contact you. You can choose to appear anonymously if you like. Demand answers, not orders. We are the new prisoners.